it's great to be together today. Our God is great, isn't he? And you guys sound uh, amazing, and it's good to uh, be back together with everybody and uh, to have you here. If you're visiting with us, we've been going through a series called The Gift Givers, and uh, we're going to be finishing that out next week with, with uh, Jake preaching on the ultimate gift, which is Jesus, for our Christmas service. So I uh, thought that was appropriate. And today, the title is Giving and Receiving Gifts. And so, uh, how many people like to give and receive gifts? How many people like to receive gifts more than they like to give gifts? All right, it's, that's a hard question to ask at church, because you know you're not supposed to say you like to do that, but I appreciate Bill and, and Drew... And uh, there was somebody else who was honest back there, too. I think it was Monique. Was it? Okay, it was Monique. Okay. Monique was testing me to see if I saw her, but I did. See? Uh, and so it is great to uh, give gifts. It's really great to receive gifts. You know, I'm not sure which one's better. I know the Bible says that giving gifts is better, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, but it is amazing when you get just the right gift... To the right person. You know, if you're just kind of going through the checkout line and you just kind of grab something and that's your gift, that's kind of lame, right? You ever got one of those and you're just like, ah, you got this in the checkout line and uh, I feel really special. (laughs) Or have you ever had somebody that gave you a gift that they really like, (laughs) but you don't like it? Right. And it's like, I'm glad that you like this, but I hate this. You know, so it's the gift giver feels like, man, I got the perfect gift. But they don't they got the wrong person. They should be giving it to themselves. Right. So that doesn't work. But when you get the right gift to the right person, it makes all the difference. You know, I remember the best uh, gift. Well, anybody ever done that before? You ever ever felt like, man, I just got the perfect gift for the perfect person, and it was amazing. Who, who has? Okay, what was it, Chris? I got my wife uh, a diamond necklace. Okay, yeah, I mean, he right down the pipe. I mean, he went for the diamonds. I mean, that was great. I thought you were going to say it was a matching shirt. Okay. Wow. You know, it's even it gets even better the more details you hear, right? I mean, if you still want to share after that, it must be good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he got his dad. His dad's colorblind, and they got him these special glasses that you could actually see color. I mean, that was probably the coolest thing I've heard. I think that was last year, right? I mean, that was just phenomenal. The perfect gift for the perfect person. I know he couldn't even wear them for very long because it was just overwhelming, all the colors. You know, uh, when our kids were young, we, you know, every once in a while you do get the perfect gift. But we got our kids a dog for Christmas named Angel. 
right? And it was like the perfect gift for, and I mean, it was, it was just like, wow, this was awesome. You know, we sent away for it. You know, they, they shipped it in. I went, they flew it in on an airplane. We, you know, it's crazy. I don't know. It's a long story, but just the, just to see them, you know, get this gift and that became their dog all growing up. And, um, you know, it was just the perfect gift for the perfect time. You know, God gives us, he doesn't just give us a gift. He gives us the perfect gift. He doesn't give you the gift just that he, for any, he doesn't give you a generic gift. He gives you the gift that's perfect for you. And the more you understand it, the more perfect you see that it is. And the, the way that he delivered it to you, the more details you get, the more in awe you get of how God is and how perfectly he gives. And so let's start off in Luke chapter 10. And we're going to see Jesus. So really, this lesson is about giving and receiving gifts from God to others. Right. So we receive a lot of gifts from God and then he calls us to give out those gifts to other people. And whether they're talents, whether that's finances, whether that's spiritual gifts, that really God has given you the perfect gift and he wants you to give it out to other people. And here in Luke 10 is Jesus sending out the 72 and he sends them out to do certain things with certain gifts that we're going to talk about. It says, after the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him. To every town and place where he was to go, he told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone along the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And... This is an amazing time when Jesus, my point number one is give gifts to the world. Give gifts to the world. And I love this passage because Jesus gave the 72 regular disciples this mission. It wasn't like the super disciples, the 12. This was just the regular disciples and he sent them out to give gifts to the world. The first gift that he wanted them to give was the gift of faith. He sent them out with no extra clothes, no extra shoes, no money, no, not, no staff. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're staying. You're just going out with the simple message that the kingdom of God is near. And now in these times when the king was coming, they would send messengers out in front. So really, Jesus was coming and they were saying, basically, the king is coming. He's nearby. You know, I know there's a spiritual reference to the kingdom. But there was also a literal reference that Jesus is coming here. And so the the gift that they gave was the gift of faith. And that's a gift that all of us can give to everyone that we come in contact with. 
that we believe that God loves every single person that we come in contact with and he is working in their life for their good. And we can share that and you can give the gift that no one else can give of a a true faith in God. Someone who has been tested and tried and challenged and overcome and you have the word of God at your back and you actually can share this amazing gift whatever wherever you go. If you do this, you'll probably have more friends than anyone. Because not many people are giving out faith. A lot of people giving out cynicism and lies and division and divisiveness and negativity. But there's not a lot of people giving out faith. You know, let's be the people that when... When there's a tough situation that we want to go because we want to give out faith, when when everybody has given up on someone, let's be the people that we still believe. We're the one out of a thousand that's going to not give up on you. You know, that's who Jesus was. Wherever he went, he had faith in people that others had given up on already. You know, they had the gift of peace. That it said when they went into the house that they would give say peace to this house, it was a greeting, but to be able to give peace to those around you in this world. People pay thousands of dollars for peace. They go on vacation to try to find it. They go to spa days to try to look for it. They pay people to talk to them until they're blue in the face that they can find peace in this life so they can sleep at night, so they can have a joy And yet, Jesus just gives it to us. And we can give that to others. A peace that passes understanding. That whatever situation you're going in in life, that if Jesus is with you, you have peace. Or you can have peace. And that is so valuable. That's priceless. And it's free to give. It costs us nothing. It's just a gift from God, one of the gifts of the Spirit. You know, it says that we have the gift to enjoy life. A few times it says, eat and drink whatever they give you. Enjoy the blessings and the daily necessities of life. You think they would appreciate that lasagna dinner that somebody gave them? You think they would appreciate the... The, the, the quiche or the hamburgers or the steak or whatever it was, or even the good old grilled cheese sandwich. When you have nothing and you're dependent on God, you'll love a grilled cheese sandwich because it came from God. The gift of our daily needs that we can help others appreciate. And one of my favorites, he said to heal the sick. I mean, Jesus gave him power to heal the sick. Now, that would be cool. That you're with Jesus and he goes into villages and thousands of people come out and he just heals them of all their diseases, the blindness, the demon possession. They would come with cancer, whether they even knew what it was, and he could just drive it out. And now he gave them the gift to do the same thing. Imagine what that would be like to walk into a village, and you heal one person, and then the frenzy begins, 
And people are just running to every house and telling everyone, man, you got to see this guy that came in the name of Jesus and he's forgiving everybody's, you know, not forgiving, but he's, he's healing them. He's making blind people see. He's driving out demons. I mean, this is... And you can imagine who would run to that person. Right. Right? You know anybody that's in your family that needs to be healed? Yeah, I think so. I know there's a lot of people in here, too. That would be incredible. You know, we don't have that gift right now. We don't have that happening in our world today because that was for a specific time and a specific place. But it wasn't like they were saying, man, I am so incredible that I just healed you. No, they were saying, without Jesus, I wouldn't be able to do that. It was really about Christ. Right. You know, and you have the gift to be able to help change people's lives. You can change families. You can pray for people and have them be miraculously healed. You can give them the life that they never thought they could have. You know, I was in the kids' kingdom room earlier and Susan Gardner was there. And it wasn't like she was saying that she made Bernard Miller 1 and Bernard Miller 2. She healed them. But God used her to introduce them to Jesus. And he healed them. So in a way, she did help to heal them. But it's not on her, it's on Christ. You know, you have helped to heal so many, this church has helped to heal so many different people. And it wasn't because of you, it was because of who you're introducing people to. That you have the gift that every single person is looking for in this world. The Bible says that everyone is, desires unfailing love. And that's what we have. And finally, he said, the kingdom of God has come near to you, similar to what Blanca shared in the opening, that we have salvation. Not only do we have all these gifts right here, right now, right in this time, but we have eternity with God. Something that we could never buy. We have forgiveness of sins. Something that we could never do for ourselves. We have, and the more you learn about it, the better it is. The more you understand it, the more you're grateful for it. If we could just go there for a minute, it would blow all of our minds. It would be a thousand times better than you even think it is. And Jesus says that he was giving it out, that they could give it out to people and help them find it. You know, what an amazing gift that they had to give. You know, this time of year... You already have the most important gifts to give. It's not something that you're going to get on Amazon. You're not going to find it at Walmart. You're not going to get it wherever you want to get it. You've already got it. You've received the most important things already from God. That's what they were learning. I don't even need to bring anything with me. I already have it. And that is the most amazing gift that you could ever Bring. You know, giving gifts to the world. Later on, Jesus says that they came back from all the sharing in verse 23. 
And they were all excited that all the demons were getting driven out. And they just were like, I can't believe it. What a day. And I'm sure it was an amazing day. And you know what Jesus said? He said, don't rejoice that the demons submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. You have something way better than that already. And then he goes on and he prays and he says, God, I thank you that you revealed these to the little children and hidden them from the wise and the learned. And he continues, he says, the only people that see these gifts are the ones that I open their minds to see them. I give them to them. So even the fact that you're here right now, if you're, if you're a disciple, it wasn't because you were so amazing. It was because Jesus opened up your heart and your mind so that you could receive it. Because yeah. he's saying no one will receive that unless I allow them to. Right. Unless I help them to do that. And yet, to think that Jesus would take all that trouble to open your eyes to help you to receive the most amazing gift that you could ever receive and help you to realize that, you know, it, you've already gotten it. No matter how God uses you, you've already gotten If your name's written in the book of life, you're good. Yeah. And that was probably the most amazing lesson they could have ever learned. It doesn't matter how God uses me. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't even matter what kind of role I have in the church. Although we want people to use their roles, if my name's written in the book of life, I'm good. And all that other stuff is just gravy. And when you continue reading, the next, you know, I've been reading this, that one chapter almost every day for this entire year. Luke 10, 1 through 24. Why? Because I want to I want to have an impact on this world. I want to be a worker for God. I want to have greater faith for God. I want to make a difference. I want to give people what they can only get from God. I don't want to be stuck in my day-to-day life and just go through and just go day-to-day, job-to-job, whatever you're doing, that's whatever I'm doing, and just get to the end and just be like, what did I do? Did I do anything? Did I make an? Did I change anybody? Right. I want to make a difference in this world, and I hope you do too. Right. And if it's as simple as, "Hey, I'm going to read this every single day next year until I'm a worker for God, until He starts using me," I'm going to do that. Yeah. Amen. And it it changed my year. But the story right after this is when somebody asked Jesus, and He gives the greatest command to love God and love your neighbor. As yourself. That's the same thing. Getting your gifts from God and giving it to your neighbor. Giving your heart to God and passing that on to people around you. But I was thinking about that story. The Good Samaritan. And imagine what it would be like to see this guy in the road as you're going to your next appointment. I know Danielle did a sermon on this a while back, but you're walking down the road and you see this guy laying on his face in the road. How would you feel if that were you and you were the first one on the scene? You'd feel disturbed. You'd feel, you know, concerned. Maybe you'd be afraid, wondering if the people left. And 
The religious people walked by on the other side, but the Samaritan was willing to, to make a difference. He was willing to give gifts, give that gift that God had given him, so to speak, to others. You know, and God likes to put us in situations where he pushes us beyond our comfort zone, doesn't he? You know, it was inconvenient to stop and take care of this guy. It was dirty. He probably had blood all over him. I don't know if you're a real blood person. But imagine putting this guy on your donkey and carrying him and walking next to the donkey and kind of hugging the bloody, sweaty guy. The bloody, sweaty guy that's just wearing, like, say, a pair of shorts. All the way back to the inn. I mean, how uncomfortable would that be? That's like you're, you're violating my, my personal space. And yet he took pity on him, put bandages on his wounds, took him to the innkeeper, gave him two days wages, which just translated today would be like $140. So you're walking on the sidewalk, you see the guy like this, you put him on, you take him into your car, so to speak, you take him somewhere and you pay Right now, out of your pocket, $140. Take a debit card out, you give them $140. Then you go away and you take responsibility for him getting better. He said, when, when I, whatever other expense he has, I'm going to take care of that too. You know, so just even thinking about, okay, he's got to have clothes. He doesn't have any. He's got to have food. He's got to have medical care. I don't know if he has insurance, so I got to. So you just start adding it up one after the next. So your walk to work turns into a $500 thing. And that's what Jesus is saying, what it means to love your neighbor, to give gifts to your neighbor. It, it, it means getting out of our comfort zone and going and doing likewise, even for people we don't know. Wow. Are you serious? I mean, I thought you were going to say that my job is just to go invite people to the Christmas service. Right. I mean, the Christmas service is next week, so we're, yeah, we're supposed to, you know, let me just, just get me to go, get, inspire me to go get people to come to the Christmas service. That is not what we're talking about. Jesus wasn't talking about that. He was like, lay down your life for people. Trust me with everything. Put yourself out there. Go beyond your comfort zone. And then you'll be, you'll be obeying the second commandment of love your neighbor as yourself. You know, we have some amazing people in this room that are doing these kinds of things even now. You know, they didn't know I was going to share this until later. Uh, they didn't know I was going to share this, but Joe... I wanted to talk about Josette and Lamar Hoke, uh, our awesome uh, brother and sister that just moved in here from uh, L.A. not too long ago. But last week I went to go meet, or two weeks ago, to meet Lamar at a Starbucks, and I just figured, oh, it's going to be, you know, Lamar and I, we're going to hang out, we're going to have a good time, get some coffee. And I show up, and it's Lamar, and it's Josette, and it's his little boy, Aiden who is a friend of theirs who they just recently met, and they were, it turns out they were watching Aiden all week 
while they were waiting for his, you know, child care program to come into effect. And so I'm sitting there and this kid is like amazing. (laughs) But he's three. And he's fired up. And he's running all around and they're running after him and they're keeping him in line. And, you know, the market's strict with him and he sits right down. And I mean, it's just... It's quite an adventure, and they start sharing how they missed their grandkids in Texas and how they were praying about that, and they feel like God, you know, provided these these other grandkids for them. And then they didn't even know I was going to say that. And when we got in here today, they were sharing, and they said, you know what, Aiden came up to us this week, and he wanted to see if he could call me granddad and grandma. And I was like, as so God, that when you put yourself out there, he gives you a blessing. And yeah, it's still uncomfortable and it still pushes them probably more than they thought they were going to be pushed. And it's more than they asked for. And just like everything, right? (laughs) But God is blessing them in an amazing way. I mean, people even, I know a lot of people in here are, Taking, their, uh, taking care of their family in a huge way right now. You know, I know uh, Vivian, uh, with, with her mom, a lot of us know Irene, who, who was recently checked back into the hospital. You know, she's arranging all the meals for her. She's, they're taking them to appointments. She's watching her every weekend. I mean, it, it's like a major act of love that pushes their whole family beyond their comfort zone. And that's, a, that's so inspiring that she's able to love her family because of Christ. She's able to love like Christ. You know, it's not just because she's a great person, but because of Jesus. You know, Jen Moya is down with her dad in Florida. We have a lot of teachers in here. So how awesome is it when your employee comes up in December and says, oh, yeah, I need a week off. Right before I get three weeks off, I need another week off. And then her dad's thing, procedure went through. It was successful, but it was, her his healing was taking longer. And she said, well, I need another week now. So she needs two weeks before Christmas when she's going to get three weeks. And I'm like, wow. Because she wants to be there for her dad because she's the most responsible child that she's taken over. And she's helping her mom as well, who's having a hard time. And, you know, you just see, wow, she's laying down her life for her family. That wasn't what she had planned at the beginning of December. It was unexpected. It was inconvenient. You know, pray for Lewis over here. Uh, He's, you know, taking over while she's gone. Maybe pray for Daisy and uh, Christopher, too. I'm sure he's doing great. You know, we, we had our meeting on, on Wednesday night with all the gifts. And uh, last Sunday we talked about using our gifts in the church. And we set up a time. Okay, next, this Wednesday we're going to have people come early if you want to figure out how to use your gifts. And so I walked in on Wednesday. And there was about 10 or 12 people here. And, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not sure what they're here for or what they're all about. So I kind of walk up to somebody and just start talking to them. And I realize... They're not here for the meeting about the gifts. So I start walking over here and I see someone else and we start talking. They're not really here for the gifts meeting either. And 
I'm kind of making my way around just casually trying to see who's here for the gifts. And finally, I'm, I'm walking down. I'm like, I don't think anybody's here for the gifts meeting. That was my thinking. And then I get to the last few people, and there were four people that were here for the gifts meeting. I was like, praise the Lord, there's people here. <laughs> but you never know uh, what's going to happen when you put yourself out there. And it was amazing to talk about how they could help out in their family group. One of them was considering leading a family group. They were a little unsure. Somebody else wanted to serve in the worship ministry. Uh, I'll tell you who that was later. Um, someone else said that they enjoyed meeting people's needs that were sick and kind of arranging meals. And, you know, it was Rhonda. Where's Rhonda? Rhonda. And she talked about doing that for Jake and Kelsey when back when she was pregnant and everything, and she was very excited about it. And I was like, who knew? Who knew that someone would get excited about that? That wouldn't be something I would be excited about. But she, she saw the impact that it made, and that was just something that was easy for her. And, and I felt like, wow, that's exactly what God wants us to do. To be willing to put ourselves out there, even if it's, hey, let me come meet before church. You know, a couple other people came today. They thought it was today. They didn't realize it was Wednesday. So we're going to talk over on the phone. But to be able to, right now, if you decided, I want to use my gifts for God, I guarantee you, by next Sunday, you would be doing it. We would find something that God would have specifically planned for you by next week. And you could start... Giving, So it's not like you just sit in church and go, oh, man, wouldn't that be great if I could use my gifts for God? You can actually do it. If you put yourself out there, you have these gifts. All you got to do is do it. Put yourself out there. Pray, God, help me to go beyond my comfort zone to give these spiritual gifts to the world. You pray that prayer, and I guarantee you next week you will have... Your mission from God. Do you really want to pray that prayer? You know, I look around and I see others that I know are laying down their lives for their families in an amazing way, even right now. And you are so pushed beyond your comfort zone. And you're wondering, man, can I keep this up? I just look at, I'm just looking out and I see a few different people and I know that that's where you're at. And God will give you the strength. He likes to push us because he knows we can do it. There was a lesson that I learned from the Navy SEALs. Not that I would ever be, do that, get through that training, but I did watch a video. normal guy here (laughs) and they said they would make him sit in 40 degree weather in the water down by San Diego in the water all night long and the guys would be crying out for help and everything and the you know they'd be yelling at him or whatever they're doing and and the guy who had been through it who was the instructor he said you know that's what we call the 40 percent rule when you feel like you cannot go another second You're only at 40% of your true capacity. 
And that's kind of God. He's up there and he pushes us and goes, yeah, I think you're, you think you're full, but you're really, you can do so much more. You can give so much more. I'm going to fill you up so that you can go beyond your capacity. And some of you have lived that out. And you're like, I never thought I could get through whatever it was. And I, I made it through. Because Jesus said that he will be with you to the very end of the age. That he will not put you in a situation beyond what you can bear. Even if you don't like it, even if you think it's beyond what you can bear, your decision is that I'm going to trust God through whatever the situation is. Because I know that he's the perfect father. That he's the one that's sending me out there. He's the one that's giving me the strength. And he's the one that's ultimately going to take me home. Giving gifts to the world. We can get to the next one here. There we go. Okay, receiving gifts from God. This is one's going to be shorter here. Receiving gifts from God. You know, I mentioned this before, where Jesus said that I've already given you salvation. In verse 23, he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but didn't see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Jesus giving them some perspective and said, if you only knew what you get to see and be a part of. If you only knew how many people wanted to see what you see. It's such a blessing. God has given us so many gifts. The problem is, most of the time, we're not receiving them. We're not receiving them as gifts from God. We're just receiving them as whatever. Things people give us or whatever we deserve. Or God is showering gifts on you every second of every day. If we could only see what he sees. Every time you... It says every breath comes from the Lord. Every day, every, every week. You know, I've been reading this book called A Thousand Gifts. And I decided to put myself out there because it's kind of a girly book. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, okay? But, my wife's been reading this book for about a year, and I finally, you know, she read it like three or four times. I said, you know what? Maybe I'll take a look at this book here. It seems to have some her attention. And it, it has honestly blown my mind to realize that if we pay attention, we are being blessed all the time. In any situation, you can see what God is doing if you stop and look. Whether they're good situations, we consider them good, we consider them bad, hard, easy. God is producing amazing things in us all the time. I went, you know, the challenge in the book was to write a thousand gifts down. And so she shares them throughout the book and all these different things. And so I just wrote a few, I just started writing a few things down that I consider gifts from God. I'm putting myself out there, okay? It's kind of, it's humbling to even read some of these things. I have to tell you that. 
that my dog followed me from bed to my quiet time spot. That was a gift. You know, uh, uh, number 21, Danielle's diligence to provide for our family, especially during Christmas time. I mean, she is like an elf. I mean, I don't even know all the different things that she's doing, but man, it makes it really special for everyone. I'm glad that I'm not in charge. Uh, we'd have a bad Christmas probably. You know, 16 was Abe and Kelly giving a ride home to a total stranger after church three weeks ago. That she just needed a ride somewhere. They didn't know her from anybody and they just gave her a ride. That was cool. So they could be big things. They could be little things. Uh, sore muscles and health to work out. Number 28. I mean, just that you can make it. If you go to the gym, just so you could even walk and get there and do your thing. That's a blessing. God could take your health away and you wouldn't be able to do that. So it's good to recognize that God's enabled you to do certain things. You know, uh, 47, God's word on parenting and just the word discipline in the Proverbs. My family member was having a problem with their teenager and they said they finally got humble enough to ask us for some scriptures. And I went to because they think they think we're just like the best parents ever. Like that we just have the wisdom off the charts. We know exactly what to say. I mean, man, we got them fooled. But I went through the Proverbs and I just read the word discipline in there. I say, you know what? Everything that we do is from this. Every single thing that we do is from the word of God. You know, disciplining your, be careful to discipline your child. Don't, if you don't discipline, you hate them. Don't be willing partner to their death. You know, have conviction about your parenting. Go after it. Don't give up. Don't give in just because it's hard. I mean, I just, as I'm just reading it, I just said, we didn't do anything. We just read this. So if you're a parent and you're, you're, you have kids and you're losing strength, just go through Do what we did. Just look up the word discipline in the Proverbs for your quiet time tomorrow and you'll be strengthened to come after it and go after it again. Amen. And because it's a never ending thing, isn't it? It just keeps coming. You got to re-strengthen yourself to go back. But I just realized, wow, without the Bible, our family would be a mess. Right. You know, five ties for 25 bucks. <laughs> Number 55. Actually, no. Ten ties for 25 bucks. That's blow away. Right? You can't even tell that this is a $2 tie. Little things. Uh, You know, this couple that we've been reaching out to, Taz and Kai, reminding me of earlier days... When I had greater faith, you know, we had them staying with us for a couple weeks, just helping them out. They just needed a leg up. And it just brought back a lot of memories. And man, I did this a lot. As a single person in the household, we just have people come and they come to church one time, not have a place to stay, and boom, they'd be on the couch. And you guys have done it too, right? 
and you're just trying to help them out, give them a chance to know Jesus. Whether they want to or don't want to. But it just reminded me, you know what? I used to do this. It was so uncomfortable. It was so out of our norm. It so messed up our routine. It just destroyed everything that we put our trust in, our, our schedule and our control. And I said, you know what? I used to do this all the time. I was reminded of a time when I was walking through Boston. I'm almost done, guys. I know we're getting. It was like 40 degrees outside. I was walking through Boston and somebody walked by me and they were they had no shirt on. And it was kind of a homeless guy with no shirt on. Looking back on it, he was probably on something. And I just got the idea, hey, why don't I give him my sweater? I got a thousand of them. And I went like this, and I realized, you know, I don't have a T-shirt underneath. And he was walking super fast, so I took the sweater off, and I started running after the guy. And I I start walking, trying to be calm about it, and then he's, he's going so fast, I had to run to catch up to him. So I tapped him on the shoulder, and immediately as I tapped him, he turned around and he punched me right in the face. I mean, he was a little guy. But he punched me right in the mouth. And I just kind of stopped. Hey, I got a sweater for you. <laughs> I didn't know what to say at that point, And he just grabbed it and just took off. Didn't say anything. And I'm walking back to my house and I'm just like, Do I, am I going to get some disease from this? I mean, but it wasn't even a thought. It was just like, hey, there's a guy that needs a shirt. I got to... Why not? And that's what this couple reminded me of, and I think that's what I need. To just put myself out there. It doesn't matter. You don't have to figure it all out, think it all through, be the wisest person in the world. Just love people. And because I'm going to be going after this in the new year, guess what? We get to do it too. Because I believe God wants to push all of us beyond our comfort zone. And if we're too comfortable, I don't think he's happy. I don't think that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be able to push ourselves to be more like Christ, to give gifts to others, to pass on the radical love of Christ. Not the careful, calculated, kind of shy invitation to a church service that we can settle for. Is that the kind of gifts that you want to give? I mean, do you want to give your heart and be like Christ? I do. Part of me doesn't, though. And I know part of you doesn't either. But I know that you're here because you want that. You want to go for it. You want God to bless you. You want God to use you. That's why you've been here for so long. There's a lot of other places you can go. But you're here because you want to make a difference. You want to put your heart out there. You want people to meet you and interact with you and get love from you and say, you know what? I never had that happen before. Nobody's ever done this for me until you did it. That's what Jesus did. People were so blown away that things happened to them that never happened before. And they said, 
Because of Jesus, I believe. And people do that because of you. Because of the way you lay down your life, you may be their only way they're going to see Jesus. Don't you think that's what these 72 guys felt? God is using me to blow people's minds and help them to see Jesus. But I know for me, I can't do it being comfortable, binge-watching shows, and sitting on the couch and having my nice little comfortable world. i got to get somebody up on my donkey and give them a hug and take them somewhere and spend money and put my heart out there. You know, in this Christmas, we don't have any more money. But we could still serve. We could still get out there. You know, we're like, oh, what, who are we going to buy presents for? And we're like, we're done. We're out. We just been spending all of our money. Because we're trying to be like Christ. You don't have to have money. Probably the thing that I am loving the most these days, man is this thing here. Now, that's pretty too. This little thing. This is the craziest thing I've done in a while, but I was walking through Walmart and they had this on sale for $32. And it was normally 90 And I walked past it and I just noticed, you know, like, oh, that's a good deal. Kept walking, was halfway home, and I just was thinking to myself, you know, I get so, I feel like I don't think about Jesus enough during the Christmas time. I just get all caught up and stressed out and all that, and, you know, and I, so I'm driving home having this conversation thinking, if I buy this thing, it might help me think about Jesus more during the year. So I drove back, I got, I picked it up. There was like 10 Walmart workers there, and so all these ladies are helping me, and we're trying to put it in the car, and one of them dropped down, and the other lady starts saying, oh, we dropped baby Jesus, and you know, so everybody starts picking up baby Jesus, and I mean, it was a, it was a hoot. And I finally got my family to let me put it up somewhere where you could actually see it. They wanted me to put it kind of in the side yard where no one is, and... That's a true story. Hey, you be the judge. Uh, but I get to see it all the time. And it actually helps me to think about Jesus during Christmas, this little thing. You know, during the day, it's very lifelike, like that. And then at night, it's kind of abstract. So not everybody knows it's baby Jesus, but I know. I told you I was putting myself out there today. That's what God wants from us. Think about Jesus in the next 10 days and beyond. To make him the center of your life. To realize that, you know what, before Christmas comes, I have every gift I could ever want. Whatever happens there, that's a, 
that's from God, that's just gravy, but that's not, that doesn't matter. You know, he's given us more than we could ever count. My challenge for us is to start thinking about the gifts that you have and giving them to others and laying down our lives as Christ laid down his life for us. As we take communion, let's think about the gift that Jesus gave of his own life. And let's be determined to give him, to thank him, to remember it, to, to give him the honor and the praise and, and to realize that we already have what we need. Let's pray as we take our communion together. Father, we thank you for this time to be together. Thank you that you've given us amazing gifts and you've allowed us to share those with others. God, I pray that in any way that you use us, that we can give glory to you. God, thank you for your son that came down to give his life as the ultimate gift. As he said the words, greater love is no one than this, and he laid down his life for his friends. He was thinking about us and thinking about his own life that he was going to lay down. God, thank you that you uh, pray that you give us your peace during this time of year, that you give us joy that comes from the spirit. God, that you help us to shine uh, your love during this time. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.